Hello and welcome to the Stock Podcast. I'm Nate Abercrombie, the host of the only investing podcast that gives everyone the chance to hear public company CEOs and CFOs describe their business and provide the investment case for their company. In this episode, the Stock Podcast is really excited to bring you an interview with Pat Sanchez, Chief Operating Officer and President of Sanchez Midstream Partners, ticker symbol SNMP. SNMP is an MLP or Master Limited Partnership that provides midstream services to upstream oil and gas. SNMP is the primary provider of midstream services to Sanchez Energy, ticker SN, as well as various other oil and gas producers in a prolific basin in Texas called the Eagleford. When this podcast was posted, SNMP had a market cap of 180 million, total debt of 190 million, and preferred equity of 344 million, which puts the enterprise value or EV just over 700 million. Like just about every other MLP, SNMP pays a dividend, also known as a distribution. The most recent quarterly dividend was 45 cents a share. 45 cents per share or unit annualized would imply a 15% yield for 2018. Coverage in the most recent quarter was 1.5 times, and it's probably helpful to know that coverage is essentially the inverse of the payout ratio. It's simply the amount of distributable cash flow divided by the cash that was paid to shareholders. Total debt to adjusted EBITDA, also known as leverage, in the most recent quarter was 2.5 times. And based on consensus estimates of about $78-79 million in EBITDA for 2018, Leverage looks to be closer to about 2.4 times, assuming SNMP doesn't pay down any debt. But it should be noted, SNMP has not come out with 2018 guidance, but that should be forthcoming in the next quarterly call in May. Before we get to the interview, it might be helpful to provide a little mini glossary or MLP glossary for folks out there who aren't familiar with the terminology and the phrases that are used in the MLP space, like distributable cash flow, also known as DCF, and units instead of shares, and coverage instead of payout ratios. You'll also hear us use the acronyms GP and LP. GP stands for general partner and LP stands for limited partner. So if you are interested in learning more about Midstream, the Midstream space in general, and you have specific questions, please send them to questions at investingwiththebuyside.com. And based on interest level, Investing with the Buy Side will consider putting together a purely informational Midstream podcast. Probably also worth noting that Bloomberg includes five sell-side analyst recommendations within the terminal all have outperform or buy ratings on the stock with an average price target of $17. And just to give our listeners a better idea as to how analysts come up with their price targets, I'd like to reference an MLP analyst whose research I highly valued when I was on the buy side, TJ Schultz from RBC Capital Markets. TJ has a $14 base case price target on SNMP, which is derived from an 11 times EBITDA multiple for 2018 EBITDA, a best case price target of $23 per unit, which is derived from the dividend discount model approach to valuation, and a worst case scenario price target of $7 per unit, which is based on an eight times EBITDA multiple. Hopefully you realize that the distribution, EBITDA, distributable cash flow are financial metrics that are extremely important to coming up with valuations for midstream companies or MLPs. 
And lastly, in an effort to provide full disclosure, I do own units or shares of SNMP. And without further ado, let's get to the interview with Pat Sanchez, COO and president of Sanchez Midstream Partners. Thank you so much, Pat, for joining us, and uh, a sincere thanks from me for sticking your neck out and being the first interview on the podcast. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear what Sanchez Midstream does and and what your business is all about. So, all right. Well, thank you. Um, I will first talk to you about SNMP and kind of walk you through who we are in the MLP space. If you are familiar with the MLP space, um, it's infrastructure assets. We process natural gas into dry gas and then move it towards different markets. We also move um, wet gas into natural gas liquids. I probably should back up and talk about the, the reason I mentioned wet gas and I was like, well, who knows, who understands what wet gas actually is? You know, I, I almost want to start back from the beginning. Um, no, no, I think that's a great yeah, idea. You know what I mean? Like I mentioned wet gas, like the way we mentioned it, you know, you understand what wet gas is. Wet gas is um, the first molecule that comes out of the ground. So RMLP functions as kind of the transport company for upstream companies in a very diverse basin of operators. And what we do is move the molecules to the market. And our basin is the Eagleford. So what do we do in the Eagleford? We move water, natural gas, oil, and natural gas liquids. Where do we move them to? We move them to markets where we receive the highest, um, what we call net back for the product. And what do we move them through? We move them through pipes and they're stored in tanks and those are called terminals. We charge fees. Those fees are long-term fees. We call them long-term commitments or minimum volume commitments. The reason that we charge minimum volume commitments is to secure um, a base rate of return so that we over time have transparency and line of sight into paying a dividend to our investors. So as time goes by, the investors and the unit holders have line of sight into uh, increase in distributions and into distribution growth. Now, what has happened recently in this market is an anomaly. Um, you've, You've seen that many MLPs have started to convert into corporations and you've seen the collapse of joint uh, general partners into joint general partners and limited partnerships into one entity. That is one path that companies have taken. The other path that companies have taken is the collapse and the conversion into a corporation. So to talk about Sanchez midstream partners, what is it that we do? We have about over 200 million cubic feet a day of gas processing capacity with our Raptor plant in South Texas. That is a plant that we jointly own with Targa. Targa is a midstream operator. They operate. In addition to that, we have a Western Katerina, over 200 million cubic feet a day of gas gathering facilities. We have this, what we call the SECO dry gas process, a dry gas pipeline down to Encinal, which is a small town in South Texas. And from there, it can go to different markets, one of those markets being Mexico. Our gas processing 
facility get cryogenic gas processing plant that we own 50% of with Targa is called Raptor. Um, and that is in the South County in South Texas. Could you tell me a little bit what, what is processing? Like, so for somebody- so, so, so what is processing? So gas processing is the wet gas. When gas comes out of the ground, we call it wet gas. And that means that it has natural gas liquids in it with methane, which is the dry gas portion it is combined. It is, and it has oil and condensate. That is knocked out and separated at the field level. Okay. Then oil and condensate are separated at the field level. Those are trucked most likely or piped to market in what's called, you know, a center point in South Texas called Gardendale. At that point, the wet gas stream, the methane, and the natural gas liquids, and the natural gas liquids are made up of approximately four to five components, ethane, propane, isobutane, and natural gasoline. The wet gas and the dry gas are then sent to a cryogenic gas processing plant, which we own 50% of with Targa. The joint venture collects a fee. Okay. All of this is governed under long-term contracts under acreage dedication. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a steady business. We move the, and then from there, the cryogenic gas processing plant, it is separated. Dry gas then goes down our, and this is all in the investor presentation. Dry, dry gas then is moved to, is moved through our dry gas pipeline, SECO to Ensenal, and then some of it um, goes to different, you know, goes to different markets, and the natural gas liquids goes to Mount Bellevue near Houston, and there it gets fractionated, and that is a separate process. And once you fractionate natural gas liquids, you per, you know you fractionate and divide them into ethane, propane, isobutane. So um, to kind of touch on what is it that SNMP does. Um, we see tremendous growth and tremendous opportunity in SNMP because of the acreage dedication and the volume growth associated with um, the acreage dedication SNMP has. Um, and is that acreage dedication from Sanchez Energy? Energy, it is. It's from Sanchez Energy. Um, Sanchez Energy went public um, approximately seven, eight years ago. Um, a little over eight years ago, um, with over 600 barrels, about approximately 600 barrels a day. So you could see the growth trajectory. And so SNMP hopes to benefit from that growth trajectory and capture some of that volume certainty. Could you walk me through the difference between processing and fractionation? Is it just you're pulling out different molecules at different periods of the process? Or stages of the process, or I can I'm, I'm not, I can I can high level, but I'm not an engineer. I can't get into the molecular. Yeah, uh, sure. I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, yeah this, yeah, yeah, this isn't a science podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. but you're basically breaking down. It's a molecular chain that you're breaking down. Okay, you're heating and cooling. Yeah, um, to break down different molecules. Okay, and so if when you think of vinyls, resins, plastics. Most of those come from ethane. Ethane then is further cracked into a steam cracker or an ethane cracker to produce ethylene. Ethylene then can be used to produce polypropylene and different types of um, products, and those go into 
you know, your low linear density, polypropylene, you know, different types of plastics and resins in which you see, you know, almost everything around you. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that I think is uh, lost on a lot of people who, at least on the buy side, don't have an interest in investing in energy. Um, but they buy everything around them. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, all yes. the electric vehicles are using the plastics and the resins that are yes. coming from the oil and gas. I, I actually yes. remember having this this dinner. It was a big buy-side dinner with um, a large integrated midstream company where uh, the conversation was centering around their PDH facility and just the delays associated with it. And, and I remember looking around the room and seeing a lot of blank faces when the, um, the yes. subject of this their PDH facility and the delays associated with it came up and, and, and what exactly is a PDH facility and what do they produce? Because nobody wants to look like yes. they don't know what management's talking about in those types of situations. The subject was just glossed over. Nobody really focused on it. And, and that's one of the things that is lost on a lot of investors who maybe they don't want to own an oil and gas stock because they think that gasoline demand is going away or at least it's declining Yes. Or at least the outlook isn't very bright because they think that electric vehicles are going to supplant all of the gasoline and, and diesel fueled vehicles that are currently in, in, in the global fleet. They don't recognize the fact that plastics and, and other things that we use in our daily lives are, 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 are produced. At least the raw materials that go into those products are, are coming from hydrocarbons or petroleum products. Yes. And just to clarify, a PDH stands for propane dehydrogenation. And so you're taking propane, which is a hydrocarbon, you dehydrogenate the molecule to create a, a, a synthetic polymer, which is used to create things like polypropylene and polyester. And, and these are the things that are used to manufacture carpet and fleece vests and things that people use in their everyday lives. And I think that's something that's probably lost on a lot of investors. There's special and there's specialty plastics. And so uh, all of, all of your electronic vehicles, all of your specialty plastics, your carbon fiber, your, all of those are coming from hydrocarbons. Uh, and so if you take a hard look, when people think of energy, they think of quote unquote big oil, but they don't, they don't think about all of the benefits um, that this industry has on society. The shale boom in the United States um, has been a tremendous, tremendous period of time in our history. It has decreased the cost of living. It has made us globally competitive. Companies are moving into the United States because you can set up shop here, whether you're in plastics, whether you're in specialty plastics, paint, chemicals, any type of, um, whether Formosa, Lyondale, Bussell, DuPont, any type, um, Inyo side of Europe, Sassel, South African, the Brazilians, they're all setting, there's a reason that they are spending billions of dollars in their manufacturing facilities or specialty chemical facilities in the Texas Gulf Coast, it's because the feedstock is cheapest here. Yeah. And they're creating thousands of jobs here. Yeah. Yeah. And those are 20, 30 year jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Or longer, right? Or longer. Yeah. And so those, gen, you know, there's, those are producing products. Um, and so in order for the, in order for, MLPs like SNMP are, are transporting the product to the facilities that are going to 
um, further break down the molecules that feed these petrochemical complexes. You mentioned you didn't want to talk about Sanchez energy, but I was curious if you might just touch on the relationship between Sanchez midstream and Sanchez energy and just kind of, if you want to, if you wouldn't mind describing what a ROFO is and what are the assets that could eventually be dropped and whether or not, you know, you want to get into any of those details. Um, I think it'd just be helpful for, for people to, uh, to hear. Yeah, sure. I mean, the way that we're, the way that we're set up here, I mean, Sanchez oil and gas is not a revenue center. It is, it does not hold assets. It's an employee base. That's where the employees sit. Um, and then we have management services agreements with two entities, and that is Sanchez Midstream Partners and Sanchez Energy. And via timesheets and allocated, we allocate time based upon um, projects and initiatives. And you know, literally, we review this: how much time an individual spends on a project. If you'd like to continue listening to this interview, you'll need to become a member. To become a member, visit the website at thestockpodcast.com. Members have access to all full-length episodes. So go to the website, thestockpodcast.com, and click membership at the top. And with that, take care and good luck with your portfolio.